what's going on guys welcome back to the breakthrough society podcast i'm your host Irvin, and today we have my good friend dwight heck on the show now real quick man the reason why i started the breakthrough society was to help the person that i was a year to two years ago um i want to do something big with my life you know i don't want to be average um i want to like change lives you know i want to you know leave a legacy you know for my family i want to change the I want to create generational wealth, you know, all that good stuff. I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get started in the journey. Um, and in this episode with Dwight, he's gonna he's gonna give you some bombs, some tips, some gems, if you will, on how to get started in that journey, right? So, like the information that he's about to drop, man, I wish I wish he would have gave me this this. Uh, these tips two years ago um or you know in 20 three years ago in 2018 whenever i first started my company you know i wish i would have got these tips that he's about to give you in this show because they are spot on so with that being said guys let's get to it guys so before we get into the show with dwight heck um dude i know you're gonna get some value from this so if you know somebody a friend a family somebody personally that you know is struggling um to start like a entrepreneurial path or or you know whatever kind of you know journey and and you know you know that they need to get their mind right um so somebody early in that journey um, dude, send them this fucking episode because it's gonna help them massively to get started. You know, so so really like that's what this episode is is that that person that is like in the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. You know, send them send them the the show, man. Also share it on your social media. Tag us, tag me, tag Breakthrough Society, uh, tag Dwight will we'll, uh, repost, reshare you, um, go over to uh, to giveaheg.com. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. Check Dwight out. Also go to Instagram, Facebook, search for Break the Society Movement, and uh, go ahead and join the group, like the page, all that good stuff, guys. With that being said, let's get to the show. Cool. So... Mr. Dwight Heck, thank you for coming on the Breakthrough Society, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, brother. How about yourself? And thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm I'm doing well. You know, I just got done doing uh one of my 75 hour workouts not too long ago. So yeah, you're day 61 today. 61. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. 61. <laughs> Sorry, I seen your post. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I read it. I, yeah, I couldn't remember. So, congratulations! That's fantastic, brother. Yeah, man, thank you. You know, when 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 you start the program, you, you look like seventy five days, and you're like, oh man, you know, it's a lot. That's the two months and a half, you know. But now it's like day sixty. Only have two weeks left, so you know, it's I got it. I got it in the bag. <laughs> yeah, and then you got then you got phase two. Yeah. Hours, <laughs> and then you got phase three. Yeah. Good for you, man. Most people um, just don't get it that Tony or not Tony. Um, Andy designed that program for mental toughness. 
Yeah. But it obviously has a physical aspect to it. But yeah, I've never known anybody that's gone through it that hasn't leveled up in their mindset, right? So for good sure. for you. Yeah, man, appreciate that. Okay. So uh, yeah, man, before we dive deep here, we just tell the audience, um, who's Dwight and uh, what do you do? Who's Dwight? Well, um, not sure how far back you want me to go. Um, I well, grew like up just, as... uh, right now, like you, you could just tell them like what you currently do, like professional okay, sure. career wise and sure. you know, what do you, what do you live? Um, professionally career wise, I have a financial, um, agency brokerage. I have agents with inside of that brokerage. I've been in the financial planning industry for 19 years. Um, I got started in the industry because of the fact that the IT consulting firm I was in was draining me. I created some health issues and I got reached out by a mentor of mine who I'm still friends with after 31 years. He said, you know what? You need to get, you need to look at getting into finance and here's why you're a wreck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he says you make a six figure income and you're suffering all the time. And, you know, single parent, five kids, and you need to figure some stuff out. So how about you check it out? We'll help you. Once you understand the rules of the money game, you'll be able to go out and teach others. You're great at building relationships. You're good with people. And this industry needs that, right? It's hurting. But in order to do that, you need to be a person that can actually talk from experiences, like learn how to be vulnerable, take that vulnerability and use it to teach others that you were a person that was living in quiet desperation as well. And, and that's how I basically got to a point of being in finance the last 19 years of those 18 years, I've lived by the mission statement of, you know, teaching people how to live life on purpose, not by accident. That's good, man. Um, what do you, what do you currently live right now? Or where are you from? I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So for those that are people that are listening, um, a lot of people in the U.S. especially don't know where Alberta is. If you at least know where the state of Montana is. And the reason I say that is I know I've talked to Americans that can't even tell me where Montana is. If you know where Montana (laughs) is, we're directly above Montana. Mm -hmm. Our borders mirror one another. So literally, I can jump in a vehicle and be in Montana in five and a half hours, right? So, and I live in Edmonton is the capital city of the province. So for, again, for the listeners, province is like a state. Uh, we're a city of 1.2 million people. And yeah, I've lived here for not a, for most of my life, right? Didn't grow up here, but lived here most of my life. So that's where I come from. Nice, but you're originally from Canada. Yes. Yeah. Born and raised about an hour southeast of here. Um, be about, I'd say, maybe 60 miles mm. approximately because, yeah, I had to quickly convert that because we, we were in kilometers up here. Right. So, um, yeah, I grew up in a small farming community. My dad was uh, an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, very successful seven figure entrepreneur dealing in the farming industry. And I grew up with a passion, just wanting to be in business. How could I not? I seen him be the ultimate professional um, relationship builder, understood that if you can't build relationships, you aren't going to keep your clients. They're not going to be happy. He was always, without even trying, he was always seeking out the 
ultimate customer ser- customer service experience for far for his farmers, right? And I learned that growing up for him because I wasn't allowed to take summers off. 12, 13, yeah. get your get your ass to work. Come yeah. help me. Right? You want I'm stuff? I'll give you the basics of life, shelter, love, you know, food, care, but you want anything extra, you need to work for it. So, you know, I was the youngest of three siblings, um, two older sisters, and that's what I did. Worked for my dad, and then I grew a passion. You know, when I had my first jobs, actual jobs, it was like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no offense to people that have a job, but for me, after seeing what my dad could accomplish and had accomplished, I was like, man, I need to figure out this. And at that time, I really didn't get the term entrepreneur. It wasn't thrown around like a $20 yeah. bill like it is today. <laughs> I didn't really get it. I just knew I had a passion to want to work with people and I wanted to control my own time, right? Yeah. So like I, I grew up in a similar a similar situation. You know, my dad was a, he still is a, a business owner, same thing. The, like I own an electrical business right now. So he also has an electrical business back home um the deep south of texas but you know just seeing him like work the business and you know work his employees and stuff like that you know i wasn't allowed to take summers off either uh spring break none of that stuff you know it's just oh i bet you were like i'd run into my friends the odd time or september would come around and they'd be bragging about being on the lake or going (laughs) here going there i was lucky if my dad would pull a trailer to the local uh lake which is about I don't know, maybe 20 miles outside of our little city of 15,000 people. He'd park a trailer and we'd see him a couple times during the two weeks. He'd, he'd buy the cheapest spot where we had no shade. We'd bake death in this trailer. And, you know, we, we had fun, but I hated it come September because my friends, oh, we went skiing or we yeah. flew here, or, we went there, you know. And I, and I didn't appreciate it back then, but when I got older, I understood. But my dad, had a responsibility to that community. He had a responsibility to his family and he tried and he and it was succeeded in taking care of us. But his major connection, because think about it, spring till fall in our country, we have four seasons. That's when you sow your seeds. That's when you're making your money. And that's when the farmers needed him. Unfortunately, that coincided with our summer vacation. Yeah. So <laughs> we didn't necessarily see him. But when I grew up, I understood what he was doing. And that he was committed to giving the ultimate service. He didn't necessarily have the best balancing act between family and work, but it is what it is, right? I learned from that and I did better from mine. Yeah. So like seeing him in the farming industry, did like did, you didn't grow like an interest in the farming or you just um, well, grew an interest in the biz- like business? He, he, he offered me to go into the business, but my dad and I are way too much alike. Like yeah. it was like Sparks, brother. Um, I remember the last year we talked and he said, well, you know, you should stay and take over the business eventually someday. Or, you know, I said, dad, the problem is, is you'll never let me take over the business. (laughs) You'll always be involved and we'll always be button heads. We think differently and I don't want to do that. I want to go, I want to go check at that time. I decided to go away from it to Edmonton where I am now and got into computer engineering Decided I didn't really like that. I stayed in for about a year and a half, um, left that, ended up running into my mentor that convinced me to go into um, take electronics engineering, which I ended up graduating from, getting a diploma. And that pivoted and hopped me into 
um, my computer consulting industry and owning a retail computer store. But that I ended up starting to have health issues. So I had to walk away from that business getting into finance back in 2002 and I have never left it. Um, I just realized though, during the pandemic and meeting people like Tony, like we, you and I talked about and people from RTA that have really helped you know, me level up my mindset that I was too comfortable, that I wanted to help other people level up and, and get to a point where they didn't live in a life of quiet desperation. And what I mean by quiet desperation is today, people, we come out of school, we get a job or we start our own little self-employed business, you know, and we, we get caught in a rut. We go to work, go home, get paid. And we don't, we stop feeding our brain new information. We stop trying to continue to level up. We, we start to camp in life. And we spend the next 30, 40 years of our lives till retirement camped, go to work, go home, get paid. Same routine over and over again. And for those that do that, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. But I wasn't really satisfied. And I couldn't figure out why until I had people tell me, you're camped. This was back in about 2016. My mentor that had helped me get into finance said, you're camped. Quit it. He's got a book out too. And he wrote, he, in his book, he talks about the fact of people that are campers and climbers. And he talks about people being stuck in the valley of despair. And that's where I was. And I didn't even realize it. And... So I wanted to understand how could I start helping people so they don't live all that that I've lived for so many years, the nights of quiet desperation. That's not always about money. Sometimes it's it's just about the fact that you have um, goals or things that you wanted to achieve that you've never been able to have a shot at it because all of a sudden you get married, you have kids, or you start a business or a career that takes up a lot of your time, and you don't you don't know how to utilize your time after. Um, you know, work to actually create your own destiny. And, and it's all about our mindset. It's all about that six inches. And we just need to be pushed to be the best version of ourselves. Now, not everybody wants that, but there is so many that do, and they don't know where to find it. Right. So that's why I wanted to take my, what I've been doing for the last 19 years and not necessarily do it for monetization purposes and not against money, obviously, but yeah. I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to be able to help them so that they didn't have to live where I had been living, you know, really have high highs and then be in the Valley of Despair camp and then back up climbing and then Valley of Despair. That roller coaster ride of life sucks, right? So that's why we, you know, I've been doing what I've been doing for the last year is creating my brand, which is give a heck is to basically teach people that, you know what, you can be taught, you can educate, you can find people in your associations that will help you, you know, level up where you can learn how to give a heck and live life on purpose, not by accident. Again, for those listening, if you're happy where you're at, I'm not challenging the fact of where you're at and saying that you shouldn't be there. But if you're feeling that empty pit in your stomach, you feel something up here in your chest, you just feel like a hollow feeling or you get up and you got no energy, that's kind of a signal, right? For me, that was a signal from God saying, you know what, you, you got to change some things. So then God, and my, see, I'm a Christian, he sends, God sends people. My mentor got a hold of me in 2016 and, and basically said, you're camping, right? So people get come into our lives and, some, and if you're receptive enough, you'll start questioning things you'll start listening to their knowledge because they're no better than you they're just farther in the journey than you 
They've probably gone through similar things. They've just had other people push them. And now they're they're doing reciprocal and they're helping you. And that's exactly what I have been working on and just want to take it onto a global message, right? To help people. Yeah. So like that moment in, in 2016 when your mentor, you know, told you, hey, you're camped, like did you go out and try to find somebody that can mentor you or did he just you know did you just find I, him on I, social I, media I, or something like that i uh i stuck to him initially but i love my mentor he's he's a great guy like he's quite a bit older than me he's he's a millionaire many times over but the problem is is he's pretty set in his ways so i got mentored somewhat from him and then in 2018 um Ed Milet was speaking, right? And I've known Ed, Ed because of the finance industry. Um, I've seen him speak many times. Even 19 years ago, the first time I seen him speak, um, he was at a conference. He was invited to come speak. And all of a sudden, I was following Ed, and I'd started following him in his new podcast, and I was on his mailing list. And I started, you know, and then he interviewed Annie Frisella. I was like, ooh, this dude's kind of nasty. He's kind of rough around the <laughs> And I had a hard time at first loving Andy because he curses so much. But then I started realizing that it was my problem, not his, and I started listening. So I was already listening to Ed, started listening to the MFCEO project. Bing, all of a sudden, one day, email comes up. Hey, we're starting this new society called the Arity Syndicate. Put in an application. And I don't know. I didn't hesitate. I just did it. I hesitated when I when I was accepted when they said this is what it costs. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I ended up. Uh, that's how. So from that 2016 phone call, I it took it takes a while. You know, anybody that's listening, don't expect to start tomorrow and be a, a rocket scientist the next day, or you know, be the highest level of entrepreneur. Or if you're just looking to advance your career there's nothing wrong with that either or your job just it takes time right you got to again find those proper associations so i in 2018 i joined joined uh got accepted um there was oh geez i forget what it was Thirty thousand people that applied for the initial rta which you're part of and there was uh 1200 of us accepted so it was uh because they actually review the applications, right? So yeah. they don't accept everybody contrary because there's people that think they do, they don't. They're very serious about who gets to be part of the syndicate, uh, you know, a part of RTA. So that's basically my life's changed in 2016 from that phone call to where I was at a conference because of my mentor. And there was Ed and Ed, I just started following him again. He just started his podcast seen him interview Andy, Andy into the syndicate, the syndicate into joining other organizations um, like the 365 Driven Society I talked to you about that have helped me continue to level up. And it's and it's not just about associations of people. I want you to understand that associations are connections to what you listen to, what you read, what you watch on television, um, even what music you listen to. What message are you putting into your brain? Are you putting in a message that's helping uplift you, helping you level up, right? To keep you out of that valley of despair. And don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I still have those character building moments. Um, 
I coach on this to others, but I coach myself on the same things I coach others. I have to work at it, right? I have to make sure that I'm always leveling up my game. And, you know, otherwise you just become stagnant. And none of us want that, right? That are truly wanting to change. So mentorship yeah. is so important. Yeah, like uh, I get, a, I get like the reason I started this podcast is, is because I get a lot of people, especially younger people too, that, younger than me that say that they want to do something with their lives. Like they don't want to be average. They want to do something with their lives. They just, they don't know how to do, how to do something big. They don't know what to do. Like they just don't know where to get started. Right. And, and uh, that's kind of like the same feeling that I had back in high school was like, I knew that I didn't want to be average. I knew I wasn't going to be average. Um, I just didn't, didn't know what career path I was going to take. I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know anybody successful. So, like, that's kind of where, like, a lot of my audience comes from is, is like, those early days where, you know, you're just kind of cruising through life. And, well, because and you don't wanna... school doesn't teach us, so that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really coach yeah, but they us. Have... Yeah, yeah, but, like, the, like they, have, they have, like, that, that, uh, that seed in them you know, where they know that they don't want to be average, but they, they don't know anybody successful. They don't know who to reach out to and stuff like that. So like, wh- like, what do you recommend? Like, how do you, how did you, my you first, recommend them to do? My first experience was be that same mentor um, that I had already known for uh, probably think 14 years. He reached out, he's reached out to me so many times in my life. He reached out to me in 1993 and he said to me, he says, you need to come check this out. It was a, a business. And he says, oh, by the way, it's got a personal development program. It was an MLM. And I come and checked it out. I had my computer business running and my consultant firm and my service business. I had all these, these three different businesses running under one roof. And he said to me, here, here's some books I want you to read. And I started, he started with three different books. And they're still my three favorite books today. How to Win Friends and Influence People, mm-hmm. The Magic of Thinking Big, and the five love languages. And for the listeners, the five love languages isn't about you connecting with your lover <laughs> better. It's about how do you connect to people in general? Everybody has their own love language. And, uh, you know, those same books I've dived into numerous times. Um, how to Win Friends and Influence People was rewritten now by his family. And it's called In the Digital Age. And it's been it's been brought to the 21st century talks about social media it talks about everything and i would highly recommend that to your to your any of your listeners young or old i love that book i just finished it again literally in the last month um and yeah so those are the first three things and you know you have to literally if you're not putting feeding good things into your brain our brain is a big huge computer and it gets stagnant. It wants new data, new information. So it's so imperative to pick good books. Like there's tons of good books out there. Like Napoleon Hill's, um, you know, book is amazing. Um, Stephen Covey, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I've read all these books and they all have great messages. The, the key here is just pick up one of them, <laughs> you know, find something <laughs> and read it. And if you're not a reader, I love Audible. That's how I ingest 99% of my books now are on Audible. 
just because it gives me the opportunity. I'm a very audible person, right? I, I, I'm visual, but when it comes to reading, I get, I fall asleep. My head starts nodding, right? Yeah. So I, I prefer to prefer to listen to books. Um, all those books I mentioned, all of them are on Audible, right? Membership isn't expensive. Um, yeah, so that's where I would start. Start feeding things into your brain. If you feel that hunger, you feel that desire, then you need to feed it. You owe it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Not just, and people always say, well, you owe it to yourself and your family or your significant other. Do you know what? Your family and significant other aren't going to matter if you can't learn to level up and love yourself and like what, you know, where you are and where you want to go. Because you can like where you are and start appreciating it with little exercises like having gratitude, affirmations, just things that do work. People go, well, that's all fluff. No, it's not. You're talking to a serial entrepreneur that's been in my current um, entrepreneurship business for 19 years. And personal development is is what's kept me going, what's driven me, and most importantly, the associations of people, good associations. Once you have a good association with books, you'll stay in that pattern. With what you watch and listen to, you'll stay in that pattern. And most importantly, the people that you associate with that mentor you, that give you advice, they're not your heroes. They're not better than you. They're just farther in their journey than you. You'll have those people in your life for life. But it takes effort, right? There has to be yin and yang and synergy, even with your mentorship. You have to be willing to be humble, vulnerable, and it'll help you even your own current career, your current business. You'll be a better coach, mentor to other people, right? It's just, it's, it's, a, it's a circle, but a good circle. Is it, is it something that you talk about in your book or your book is more focused into, towards something else? No, my book, my book basically starts at my origin, talks about when I was a kid and my health issues and, and how I got into, talks about my mentor, what we just talked about. It talks about the fact of him reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, you're good in finance, but I mean, you're good with people, but you suck at money. <laughs> you know, you need <laughs> to learn about finance. I talk about the fact of my consulting career. So I talk about all the stages and all the the valleys of despairs and the trials and tribulations that I've been through all the way up to the the specific steps of how I learned to live life on purpose, not by accident, utilizing simple things like teaching people how to goal set and why it's important to goal set and why budgeting is so important. But regardless of any of that, I talk about in the book that if you don't work on your six inches between your ears, you're never going to be able to stick with any form of goal setting, any form of budgeting or programs that you put into place will all fall apart if you can't learn to constantly strengthen your mind. Because negativity and habits of poor poor habits or routines that have kept you where you're at are going to come back in tenfold, right? Because your, your, your brain doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. So when you start coaching your brain and start working on it yourself and having others help you as well, become accountable to your thought process, it strengthens you so that you can stop those old habits from creeping back in, right? Will they? Yes, they will. But you'll also have mechanisms and habits that'll help you push them away. Because again, your brain doesn't know the difference. And your brain wants what's comfortable. Because guess what? We've trained our brain since we were little 
through learned behavior to literally, um, you know, be stuck where we're at. It's learned behavior. So once we try breaking out of that learned behavior, our brain goes, what are you doing? Right? So we have to retrain ourselves and create things that are going to help constantly stop us from falling into the valley of despair too long. Because even the most successful people I know today have struggles, have tough days. Um, you know, not necessarily all day, but they have moments within their tough, you know, that are tough within their days. And that's what happens to me too. I don't, I don't have bad days, but I program myself not to. I have character building moments, right? And in those character building moments, I literally have taught myself processes that I teach and coach others on to help them level up and get back into their day, right? So the book talks about all of that sort of stuff. It's an easy read. It's only 150 pages. Um, I made it easy for people to digest, but it can, it'll give, it's designed to give people hope, right? That if somebody that went through what I've gone through in my life can get to where I'm at, the resounding theme is others have been there for me, but I had to want it. You have to want it. It doesn't matter how many people come around in your life that want to help you. If you're not willing to sacrifice and invest in yourself and you'll never level up. Yeah, that's like one one thing is like how you're saying, like the your brain or your mindset, what you put in there is important. It's the most important thing, really, because if you don't have like a good mindset, like you can't really do anything else. Um, like I see like so many people with like negative habits, negative emotions, negative thoughts and stuff like that. And and I see like I don't I don't think I'm better than, than anybody, but like I see that, you know, that's why they that's one reason why they stay average is because they just have like this negativity all the time or they don't like do anything to kind of just get their mind in the right spot. Like with reading books or getting around other highly level people and stuff like that so like I, I see how that's like something very important oh it's incredibly important people don't get it you know they hang out <laughs> they hang out with their broke uncle their broke yeah. brother and sister <laughs> their broke mom and dad and it's not about money broke means broke broke mindset broke yeah. habits they live for the weekends and you know they just and again for those that like doing that fantastic You'll never be in my circle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never be in yours. We'll never be in each other's tribes. And that's not a bad thing. We're not all meant to, you know, sing kumbaya and, and hold hands and be together. Right. I'm looking for those that are part of a community called the willing. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to always work on yourself? Are you willing to always level up? Because I am. And if you are, I'll do whatever I can to help all my friends and people I connect with. I love connecting people. Even the person I talked to yesterday, I'm connecting them with a bunch of people. A um, couple podcast interviews I was on a week ago, same thing. And then even the people I interview on my podcast, um, I give a heck podcast, I literally, I connect them to people. Why? Because, if, you know, to not want to help others be the best version of themselves when you've been a person that's struggled, shame mm. on you, right? Yeah. Bottom the line, feeling, yeah. it's the best feeling to have somebody yeah. get a hold of me and say, you know what, thanks for connecting me to this person. 
thanks for connecting. Thanks for that. Thanks for this. I've done it to many people in Arte. I've done it to people in the 365 group, um, Tony Watley's group. And he's, you know, I've thanked him numerous times. I've thanked people within the group because we have high level people within the, inside of these groups. They've all had their own successes. And people will say, well, if they're so successful, why do they join these groups? Because they want to stay successful, six yeah. inches. <laughs> they want to always be climbing. They want their six inches to stay solid. So then that's part of that association. You surround yourself with people that are, you know, always wanting to level up and to climb, right? That are always wanting to do that. And the best way to do that is change your associations. Now, some of your friends, families, broke uncles, aunts, parents, whatever, friends, they're they're never going to change. But what you need to change is your association with them. Doesn't mean you have to necessarily, some people you just cut right out of your life. You have to, or you're going to, mm. they're going to always be a boat anchor pulling you back. And you're, you're going to wonder why you're struggling to get forward because they're that little thing on your shoulder going beacon off and changing your mindset. And yeah, it's, you got to be careful. So your associations of what you do are so key and you learn to limit hanging around those that you can't cut out because it's sometimes really hard. Um, but you can, you can limit the amount of time. You can learn a little techniques and say to yourself, well, here's a family event. You know, I'm going to show up half hour before supper or an hour before supper, like dinner for Americans, <laughs> eat your dinner. And then you stay a little bit longer, visit chit chat and you, you politely show up just before and you politely leave shortly after you limit the amount <laughs> yeah. you limit the amount of negativity that you can put into your brain and you're always kind you're always polite and that's the way i've lived my life when it comes to specific events so that i can stay away from the the negative crap mindset of some people right i don't want that i've been there you know stay away from it <laughs> right i run yeah yeah that's key was like the people that you can't necessarily just cut out, just like limit your, your time with them. And like, there's one thing that, that I've seen, well, I've seen a couple of times on IG where it says, uh, I forgot how it starts off, but it says, like, it, kind of like, if you don't have the same mindset as me, like, that's cool, you know, I want you to win and all, just, just like not in my circle, you know, like you go doing your own thing, you know, I'll be over here doing my own thing. Like, I don't, I don't hate you or anything. I want you to win. You know, just not around me because we're not like in the same, you know, mindset level. Yeah. It's like something like that. Yeah, I don't know well, exactly I, what it was. I, well, I say to people, "You do you, I do me, and we'll get yeah. we'll get along fine." And how will we get along fine? You'll be over there doing you, and I'll be over here yeah. doing me, and we'll get along great because there's no cross contamination of thought process. And I never, you know, listeners understand never wish ill on anybody yeah ever don't even if somebody's wronged you it poisons your mindset and i'm talking from experience that will grip you you will hold on to it and that person or thing or company that you're angry about they ain't thinking about you anymore so why are you thinking about them why are you letting them rob you you are letting them rob you of your energy, your good energy, your ability to climb, your ability to succeed in life. So it's, it's so key to watch out what you think. And it, it, it doesn't come easy. Absolutely not. You need to work at it. You need to do everything that we've been talking about. You need to read books. You need to listen to positive people. You need to join groups 
like Arte or the 365 Driven or, you know, speakers, authors and coaches, all the different groups I belong to that have helped me. And each one helps me with a different thing. Right. So don't think that you need to do it on your own, because initially the only thing you need to do on your own is accept the fact that you need other people to rise, to climb, to level up. You can't do it alone. Absolutely. And good for you for being one of those people, right? Proud of you, man. Like, you, you know, you're going to achieve great things. Um, you know, a relatively young dude, I can't imagine where you'll be when you're in your 50s like me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like it kind of, it, it really just started, um, like I got into into this, like personal development journey, I guess you could say is, you know, just started taking um, courses out there, you know, courses from I took Ty, Ty Lopez, if you know Ty Lopez, I took, you know, a bunch of courses that he had, you know, and I never did anything with those courses, but, you know, I got in and I kind of, you know, like I started shaping my mindset little by little. So I got into some of his courses and then, you know, I got into a course of Dean and same thing, like I didn't do anything. Oh, with Dean? Yeah. Graziosi? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I can like, never pronounce his name right. Yeah, and like, like they're they're legit guys, you know, legit people that have done legit things. But you know, I wasn't in a in a place where I was in a place where I just take the information. And I just like never did anything. Um, and really, really, until I found the MFCEO project, that's that's really what. Like I I listened to Andy and I was like, wow, this guy's different. <laughs> but I immediately like clicked with him. And I was, and I just stick with with listening to the MFCEO, and from there, you know, I found out about Arte, and I really hesitated on joining Arte because of the price, um, but then eventually, I just, you know, I, I said, fuck it, let me just get in, or let me apply, and I did, I got accepted, and it just kind of all started from there. Well, so, congratulations, yeah. man. That's, you know, that's one thing, you know, for people you join Arte or any of these groups, they they have so much solid valuable information but if you aren't willing to apply any of it you're never going to succeed you're just throwing your money out the window so you brought up a key key point you have to be at the right place and you know you take all this stuff you learn from dean you learn from whoever and it and it starts you know i i I had that saying in my head inch by inch it's a cinch right so a little baby steps right and that's what you that's where you've been started but you started Congratulations, listeners. You can do it too. Anybody can do it, right? It's not going to be comfortable. And if it is comfortable, you're still on that hamster wheel. Yeah. Right? Got to get out. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be uncomfortable in order to rise to be be the best version of you. And don't ever think that you're going to arrive. Ever. Right? You hear Ed and Andy talk about that all the time especially Andy, like he's going to be slaying it and he's going to be doing his power list and everything else until the day he takes his last breath. That guy's always going to be wanting to be the best version. He's very vulnerable as a leader. And he talks about his struggles with weight. He talks about his, his six inches, right? His, his depression and mental problems. He's very vulnerable. That's the best type of leader. If you find a leader that is rosy and says, everything's good, run absolutely run away from them because they're another one of those internet wannabes that are selling courses 
that are selling information and never accomplished a darn thing ever, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, dude. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. As as I have I have one last one last question. Um, it's it's can't question. You know, we've kind of just been free flowing throughout the whole episode. But real quick before I I ask this question, just tell the listeners where they can find you and everything that you're doing. The best place to find me is I made it simple for people. My website is actually a portal. It's uh, where you can access. Um, stuff about me on the finance side, um, on my book and my podcast. It's just giveaheck.com. So www.giveaheck.com. You'll access my page and there's buttons. There's big portal buttons you can click on. Um, it's constantly in development. Um, coaching part of it has was supposed to be up. But I'm still working on that. And then you'll start seeing stuff in regards to my speaking business pop up in there as well. But yeah, that's the best place to check me out is giveaheck.com. You can even click on social media links that are within um, the portals to access um, my YouTube channel, stuff like that. Cool. I'll go ahead and, and link that up in the show notes. And uh, the way to use your uh, your last name as your personal brand. Awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a that was a Tony thing, Tony Watley. We. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed people on his podcast and he does it live. The odd time we get to see them live within the 365 driven society's closed Facebook group. Mm. And he had a lady on there by the name of Alexander Watkins. Eat my words for the listeners. Look up that book. She's a branding expert. She's the one that branded and created the term baconator for Wendy's. Oh, wow. And she, <laughs> yeah, she challenged me on my name and my business and which I still have. I'm not going to change my incorporated business for Americans. That's my LLC. Um, but we decided, you know, I needed to change something. So Tony started helping me and yeah, he's the one that said, you, she said, you should be utilizing your name, like honestly, and you legally can utilize it. So if heck wasn't your last name and you tried trademarking it, you'd get punted. They can't stop me. It's my legal last name. It's not like I changed it to it. Um, so yeah, so that took, it was only been a year that the give a heck brands actually been active. And in that year I've, I've done my book, I've done a podcast, I've done so much other stuff, but it's, it's not just me. It's associations. It always goes back to who, who are you connecting to and who helps you level up. And Tony directed me to getting to talk to this lady after podcast recording was kind of cool. Yeah. Nice man. Props to you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, for sure, dude. So uh, last question I have is like, what do you consider your breakthrough moment? Or one of your big, biggest breakthrough moments in your life? Oh, that's a great question. One of my biggest breakthrough moments in my life would be when I realized that my core values of faith, family, and work were just words. I wasn't living them. I wasn't focusing enough on those three things that mattered the most to me. And once I realized that I got past myself, I stopped having that pity party. And I realized that I needed to help others in order to help myself even more so that you know my, my faith was strong in not just God, but in humanity and people themselves that not everybody's a jerk, right? And you know, I needed, and if I worked hard on that, 
then my family are always going to benefit because then I'm present, right? So those three things help me be more present when I'm around people and be a better listener. Why is that? Well, because if you're not present and you're listening to somebody talk, you're thinking about other things in your life, your difficult challenges, or you're thinking about what am I going to do later today? You're not really present. So by Focusing on faith, family, and work, it made me become a better listener and more present with people. And by getting those two things in alignment as best as you can, because 100% alignment of those three is impossible. I don't believe in balance. I believe you will always work to try to, you know, make everything work together. And then my work life, my career, my business became better because those other two were more in alignment. Right. If any one of the three takes precedence, something suffers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I always work at making sure that those three are uh, in alignment. Mm. That's good, man. Appreciate you for sharing that. You're welcome. Oh, man. Well, with that being said, man, you have a great rest of your day. You too, brother. I appreciate you having me on and enjoy. I don't know what the weather's like there, but uh, <laughs> whatever it is, doesn't matter if it's for listeners, snow whether it's rain, whether it's, you know, sleet, thunderstorms, or it's a bacon desert, you can still have a good day because it's all up to you. Yeah. Find a positive out of it. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome.